Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. This episode is brought to you by Peak, where plants and science intersect. Unlock the power of functional plants and unleash our collective potential with supplements of unrivaled efficacy, purity, and convenience. Intermittent fasting can have powerful health benefits. You all know this, right? Healthy weight management, metabolism, brain health, so much more. But it can also be challenging sometimes because maybe you're struggling with sugar cravings, fatigue, low energy at times, irritability, and restlessness or trouble sleeping. Peak fasting tea is my secret weapon. You all know if you've read Intuitive Fasting, my book, you know I talk about tea at length in the book because it is such a solid tool for my fasting lifestyle. These teas are specifically designed to shut down appetite and support energy and mood. Peak tea contains catechins, which support healthy ghrelin levels to combat hunger pangs, caffeine and L-theanine for sustained balanced energy, and polyphenols to support healthy skin, metabolism, and gut health. This is how I have my peak fasting teas. In the morning, I have the bergamot black fasting tea. So good to have in the morning. Just the right amount of caffeine, antioxidants. You get this balanced energy without the jitters. And in the afternoon, I have the ginger green tea or the matcha green tea. I love them both. Supports digestion and post-meal sleepiness. And in the evening, I love the caffeine-free cinnamon herbal fasting tea. You all are going to love these. So go to peaktea.com slash Will Cole and use code Will Cole at checkout to get 5% off site-wide plus free shipping when you purchase a fasting tea bundle, including my specially curated bundle with Peak. I did it for an intuitive fasting. There's a Dr. Will Cole intuitive fasting bundle that you all can have. That's peaktea.com spelled P-I-Q-U-E-T-E-A.com slash Will Cole. Use code Will Cole to get 5% off site-wide plus free shipping when you purchase a fasting tea bundle. There's a reason Peak has over 15,000 five-star reviews. Try it for yourself, risk-free with their 30-day satisfaction guarantee. You either love it, which I know you will, or you get your money back. Hi, it's Dr. Will Cole. This podcast is the manifesto for a new breed of health seekers. This is the art of being well.
What's up, everyone? It's Dr. Will Cole, and welcome to The Art of Being Well. I am a leading functional medicine expert. I get to consult people around the world via webcam. I started one of the first functional medicine telehealth centers in the world over a decade ago, and I'm a New York Times bestselling author. I wrote Intuitive Fasting, The Inflammation Spectrum, and Ketotarian. If you want to learn more about my clinical work, the telehealth center, the books, and there's lots of free resources there for you as well, you can check it all out at drwillcole.com. That's D-R-W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E.com. All right, let's get to today's guest. He is a dear friend of mine, and he is officially the second person to be on The Art of Being Well that's been on the show two times. Al McPherson was the first person to be a second appearing guest, and Dr. Josh Axe is the next one. And I couldn't have picked two better people to be on that list because they're two amazing friends of mine. And Dr. Josh Axe is such a wealth of information. You all loved the first time he was on The Art of Being Well. So if you haven't checked out that episode, it was one of the first ever episodes of the podcast. So check it out after you listen to this one, because I know that you all love when two different doctors geek out about all things, health, wellness, functional medicine, herbs, protocols. We get into it in that episode and we dig even deeper in this episode. But let me introduce my friend right now, Dr. Josh Axe. He is the founder of Ancient Nutrition and DrAxe.com, which is one of the biggest health websites in the world and has been for a long time. He is a certified doctor of natural medicine, doctor of chiropractic, and clinical nutritionist with a passion to help people get healthy by empowering them to use nutrition to fuel their health. He is the best-selling author of Keto Diet, Eat Dirt, and Collagen Diet, and author of the new best-selling book, Ancient Remedies. Dr. Axe founded the natural health website, draxe.com. Again, one of the largest websites. He's also the co-founder of Ancient Nutrition, which provides protein powders, holistic supplements, vitamins, essential oils, and more to the modern world. He's an expert in functional medicine, digestive health, herbal remedies, and founded one of the largest functional medicine clinics in the world in Nashville, Tennessee. My friends, you're in for quite the treat. Let's get right to it and be sure to stay tuned through the entire conversation because at the end, I answer another one of your burning health questions in an Ask Me Anything. Let's get right to it. This is Dr. Josh Axe's Art of Being Well. Dr. Josh Axe, thanks for coming back on the podcast, buddy. Hey, Dr. Will. Thanks for having me, man. I, uh, I always enjoy our conversations, whether it be in person over a meal at True Food Kitchen or uh, via Zoom. So this is great. <laughs> I know. I don't see, I mean, this dang pandemic, man. I, I haven't seen you enough in person. It's messed up our meetup flow. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we used to always sort of be speaking at a lot of the same in-person, the conferences, right? So yeah. we would, you know, grab lunch or dinner and, and, and get to hang, but it's been a couple of years since we've really... And has I been. I know there's a few years we obviously did that, did that often. Right now, and by bringing it home to True Food Kitchen, I was in, I told you this already, but for everybody listening, I was in Nashville over the holidays and I'm pulling out, headed to the airport, just about to catch our flight because it was crazy traffic because it was holidays. And I look across the street and you and your lovely wife are walking in and I'm trying to scream across the highway about embarrassing my wife. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just leaving and you were go coming in. So 
even though we weren't together, we were going to our favorite place at a different That's time. Right. What'd you get there? What, what did you get at True Food Kitchen? We had, well, actually, to be honest, so we, we go to True Food constantly, but there's a place next door called Santa, which is like a Middle Eastern Mediterranean restaurant. And so they have some of the best hummus I've ever had and salmon and things like that. Awesome. So, but we actually did get True Food two nights ago. Uh, my <laughs> wife got the steak tacos. What did I get there? I kind of, oh, I got there. They have a sea bass dish. And so I got that. So I, I do a lot of fish when I, my wife always goes for the, for the red meat. So. Love it. I like their spicy panang curry bowl. Oh, I got so that good. with you before. So good. Grass-fed steak, add, add an avocado, extra basil. It's yeah. so good. Anyways, uh, we have to make this happen sooner or later again, but let's talk about, well, let me say this too, is that I have to tell you that the first time you were on the podcast, you, your episode for last year, 2021 was the, one of the highest, most listened, listened to episodes of the art of being well. So oh. people love us geeking out about all these things and they're going to get oh. round two right now. Let's start with talking about superfoods and defining what superfoods are. Cause I really want people to learn this rich world of superfoods and how it can really elevate their wellness. Yeah. So, so, you know, I think about superfoods like this and that definition, I think um, is a little bit abstract for a lot of people, but to me, here's what a superfood is. A superfood is tends to be in a food category, a food that is more nutrient dense and has greater benefits on average than the other food. So for instance, if we're talking about fruit, berries, blueberries, goji berries, acai berries are going to have less sugar, more fiber, and more antioxidants and, and nutrients compared to a banana or an apple or most other fruits. That's not to say that, hey, bananas aren't good if you're running a marathon and you need some extra potassium and apples aren't good because they have pectin and certain things that are good for some people with digestive issues. But overall, blueberries have resveratrol, flavonoids, more all of these things. So I would think about it like that. And these are foods that are going to have more I wouldn't put them in between herbs and spices and foods, but I would kind of say they, they tend to have a little bit more medicinal effects on the body. So, you know, when we're talking about superfoods, sometimes even herbs fall in that category, like matcha, matcha has three times the amount of antioxidants compared to regular green tea or white tea or oolong and a lot of other just teas. And so when we're talking about superfoods, it's like, why not eat superfoods? Because you're going to get more nutritional value. You're going to have greater health benefits when you're consuming more superfoods, whether it be an ancient superfood like bone broth that we're not getting enough of, or medicinal mushrooms like reishi and lion's mane and shiitake, or super greens like spirulina and chlorella and other forms of, you know, other super seaweeds. So, so those, those are some thoughts when it comes to what a superfood actually is. Got it. So we're talking about nutrient density and in a way of when you hear when you hear the phrase of using food as medicine, superfoods is the way to go. I mean, you really yeah. are medicinally using foods that have been used for thousands of years. So be let's talk about maybe your you threw out some superfoods, but what are your some of your top favorite superfoods? And then what are some specific benefits that you've seen and what the research shows for people to to lean into? Yeah, I think we're seeing more and more that again, my, my number one superfood is going to be bone broth. And the reason being is it's so high in collagen. I actually think, I, I really think this collagen is one of the top three nutrients we're missing. And here's what's so interesting about it is 
it's not a micronutrient, it's a macronutrient. You know, we're missing vitamin D. That's one of those things that's very, very, we're very deficient in. Zinc is up there. B12 levels are low. And some of this is due to diet. Some of it's due to absorption, you know, in terms of whether you have enough dietary intake, you're not absorbing enough. But, you know, there are some things where magnesium, there's another one. We have some things we're very deficient in, in terms of micronutrients. But macronutrients are really essential. We're talking about fats, carbs, and proteins. Fats and proteins are what make up our body for the most part, okay? All of our muscles and a lot of our body is made up of protein, muscle building proteins. When we're talking about muscles in a lot of areas, fat makes up most of your brain and your nervous tissue and your cellular membranes and all of these areas. So we know our body's made up of water, fat, protein, okay? Now, there are, you want also want a balance of these macronutrients. So we all know you need a balance of fats, like omega-3, omega-6, right? You need to have that ratio that's somewhere in between one to one and one to four of these fats that put your body in a perfect environment for inflammation or regeneration. So you need a balance there. The same though goes with muscle protein and collagen protein. So muscle building proteins make up about two thirds of your body. One third of your body is made up of collagen protein. So that being said, probably close to one third or at least 20% of the protein intake you have should be from proteins that support collagen production or that are made up of collagen themselves. The average ratio though is probably more like 20 to one, very similar to that omega-3, omega-6 ratio. So that's the reason going back to bone broth, I think it's the biggest superfood we're missing because it literally contains a macronutrient that makes up one third of all of the protein in our body. Most people are not deficient in muscle building proteins. We get plenty of chicken breast and egg white and dairy and fish and even rice and beans, these all have muscle building proteins, bone broth, literally the only food, superfood that has these and, and to a degree, some organ meats like liver have a little bit, but for the most part, bone broth is where we're getting our collagen. So I'm going to put that number one on the list. Number two is going to be probiotic rich foods. This is when we ferment something. So cabbage into sauerkraut, milk, whether it be coconut milk or goat milk or something like that turned into kefir. Uh, kvass is like turning beet juice, fermenting a juice, turning that into a probiotic or superfood. So I think a lot of these fermented foods have a lot of benefits. I would say the exotic berries, you know, whether it be goji, elderberry, acai, you know, these have a lot of, you know, benefits is the antioxidant-rich superfoods, even pomegranates and figs, really, really high on the list. I would throw seaweeds in there as well. I think spirulina and chlorella, nori, all of these different types, blue-green blue, algaes, you know, some of those are, uh, which chlorella, spirulina fall on that list too, but they have a tremendous benefits for detoxification. In mm -hmm. Chinese medicine, they're known as blood cleansers. So they strengthen blood and really cleanse the blood of impurities and things like that. So I would put those on the list. And then when I think, and the other thing is just generally like cooked vegetables of all kinds, broccoli, rabe, you know, broccoli, cauliflower, kale, dandelion greens, but green leafy vegetables, generally speaking, a lot of the bitter vegetables are some things we're missing. And just a few last ones. And, and then I would say this, herbs and spices. You know, when we use the term medicine up until 100 years ago, the word, when somebody heard the word medicine in most parts, at least of the Eastern world, a medicine was an herb or a spice for the most mm -hmm. part right? So herbs, spices, and then actually the other thing I forgot to mention, I do want to mention is glandulars. 
You know, so liver to support your own liver, kidney to support your own kidney. It's a, it's a principle in Chinese medicine that's called like supports like. So if you eat a muscle meat of an animal, like a chicken breast, the breast is the muscle of a chicken that supports your own muscle. Bone broth, when you consume bone broth, which is made of the ligaments and tendons and connective tissue of the animal that supports those areas of your body. So similar thing, if you eat liver, which is one of the world's most amazing superfoods, it supports your liver and your blood and detoxification, all kinds of things. So I would say glandulars and then herbs and spices, which were mm -hmm. what were, which is what's been referred to as medicine since the beginning of time. So, you know, anti-inflammatory herbs like uh, turmeric, galangal, ginger and rosemary, herbs that support the immune system like astragalus and herbs that support our uh, detoxification channels like milk thistle and buplerum. So there's a lot there. We could go through all the mm -hmm. individual conditions and maybe we can hit on more of those. But I would say the top of the list was going to be some of the things we hit on. I would say that bone broth, I would say some of the dark green leafy vegetables, I would say berries, I would say organ meats, and fermented foods. And then I would also say things like you know, herbs and spices mm -hmm. are some of the superfoods we should all focus on getting more of. Love that. If you're like me and want a healthy start to the new year, but still want something refreshing to sip on after a long day, then you need, I mean need to try this. It's called hop water. I freaking Love this stuff. I've been drinking it for some time. We have it in the Functional Medicine Center too, if I'm honest. We all sip on some hop water. It is a non-alcoholic sparkling hop water crafted with adaptogens and nootropics. This is our mutual love language, my friends. You know what I'm talking about for added mood-boosting benefits. I've been loving all of their flavors. I love the classic, the blood orange, mango, lime. I can't even pick a favorite. They're all amazing. All of these flavors of hop water, it's so refreshing. Hop water, that's H-O-P-W-T-R, won't bust up your diet. It's gluten-free, keto-approved, and Whole30 friendly. Plus, it has no alcohol, calories, carbs, or sugar. Each can is bursting with a crisp, citrusy, piney taste made from an exclusive brewer-approved blend of hops. And hop water has so many great flavors, like I mentioned. Classic, blood orange, mango, lime. We'll never have to choose between having fun or missing out. It's time to crack open a cold one with hop water, the healthy way to hops. Right now, I have a special limited time offer just for the Art of Being Well listeners. Get 20% off plus free shipping. To get this offer, Go to hopwater.com, that's H-O-P-W-T-R.com. Use my promo code Will Cole to get 20% off plus free shipping. Don't wait, this offer won't last long. Again, go to hopwater, hop, H-O-P-W-T-R, hopwater.com. Use promo code Will Cole, W-I-L-L-C-O-L-E. Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I'm busy consulting patients all day long, as you know. I need something quick. I need something that tastes amazing, supports my energy, and this has all of the above. It is AG1 from my friends at Athletic Greens. 
So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things for you to feel your very best. It's lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, and it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals, or artificial anything, while still tasting amazing. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb, bioavailability. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and supports mental clarity and alertness if you're struggling with any fatigue, brain fog, even digestive problems as well. I've seen this work wonders in my patients' lives and my own. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially since we're in the middle of flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day, that's all. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash Will Cole. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash Will Cole to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So there's a lot to unpack there. I think it's a good summarization of these things that I want people to learn more about, to get creative, integrating in their life and considering some of these. So first thought that came to mind was a question that I get asked a lot, and I'm sure you get asked a lot as well, highlighting bone broth and this and collagen as a macronutrient too. Can you differentiate for the people the differences between making your bone broth and then powdered bone broth and then sure. collagen pepper? collagen peptides because yeah. I guess collagen peptides the same as bone broth like they're confused so can you Great. shed light on this yeah so and by the way this is one of those common questions I, I get via my company ancient nutrition that Jordan Rubin and I co-founded we sell a collagen peptides and a bone broth protein and then I teach on my my website all about drinking bone broth and so I literally probably one of the it probably is the number one question we get. What's the difference between collagen peptides and bone broth, bone broth yeah. protein? So here's the truth. B- bone broth and bone broth protein are essentially identical. What we do when we make bone broth protein and other companies that make bone broth protein, we take, for instance, if we're taking chickens, we take chicken feet, backs and necks, the same thing you would do in making bone broth at home. We just have bigger containers. Like we have these giant stainless steel vats we get these pasture chickens and some organic chickens and, and, and we add in water and, and then we, we simmer them. And then we have the liquid that's bone broth. And then we have de- and then we have dryers to where we just pull out the liquid. And so you're just left with the powder, but literally it is bone broth. It's just actually just a little more concentrated. So, you know, one cup of our bone broth a protein is going to be the equivalent to drinking two and a half cups of actual homemade bone broth that you'd make at home or you'd buy in the store, but really they're the same. Now, when we're talking about bone broth versus collagen peptides, collagen peptides are typically taken from the skin 
if you're talking talking beef, it's the same thing. It's the hide, but it's the skin. Some companies will use bones and hooves as well. Okay, because your bones are made up of collagen, so are your your nails or a hoof, and so you're you're gonna have a similar thing there as well. And they tend to be hydrolyzed to where they're water soluble. Okay, so it just goes through a process of making it uh, water soluble. And, and so, and, and that, what you're using with collagen peptides is you tend to be getting a lot of type one and three collagen, which comes from beef and, and sometimes fish. And so when you're buying a collagen peptides product, that's typically what you're getting. The one area where I think bone broth is superior than collagen peptides is bone broth. Not only can and people don't realize this, actually, if you have a serving of bone broth, it is actually typically on average, and it's almost crazy how this is possible, just because it's a little bit, you tend to have a little bit of a bigger scoop, but you're getting more collagen in a scoop of a bone broth protein than you are in a scoop of collagen peptides. It's actually more collagen, but here's the other thing. Bone broth also contains glucosamine, chondroitin, and hyaluronic acid in really high doses. I mean, it is amazing when you look at the concentration of hyaluronic acid, chondroitin, and glucosamine in bone broth. So if I'm comparing and saying what's superior, I actually give bone broth a slight edge because it has these other compounds that are critical for our our gut and our joints, especially, which are really great. Now, the other thing to recognize too, is there are different sources of all, all these different types of collagen and broth. You know, you've got beef, you've got chicken, you've got fish, and the one that I believe is the most beneficial is one called eggshell membrane or fermented eggshell membrane. So if anybody ever cracks open a, an egg, there's a little thin film inside. It's kind of like a, a membranous sort of like, you can tell it's a little bit stretchy. That's pure collagen, but it's a type of collagen that has a collagen that makes up our arteries and other areas that kind of hold our organs up. And it's type five and 10 collagen. And so you can buy like a multi-collagen protein supplement and, and it would have to say multi in the front, but that would have like this fermented eggshell membrane, which I think is the most anti-inflammatory and may have the greatest health benefits in my professional opinion. So I think when you're mm-hmm. buying, here's the thing to know, when buying collagen peptides or a multi-collagen protein, when you're buying collagen, look for the source on the back. Is it bovine or is it fermented eggshell membrane? Try and buy something that has either fermented eggshell membrane or chicken collagen. I think those are the ones that benefit us the most. And then again, bone broth, you know, bone broth is that superfood. It's food, right? It's, it's, uh, it's something our ancient ancestors got every day. So if somebody's found an ancient diet, you can make it at home. You could buy it frozen in the store, or you could buy a bone broth protein powder that's flavored, add it to a smoothie, you know, chocolate. Mm-hmm. And it's really getting the same, same great nutrients you are with bone broth. Mm, that's some good stuff. And then you talk about like the added nutrients like hyaluronic acid and chondroitin and glucosamine that's in the bone broth, which is so good. I don't know if you want to highlight some of the benefits of those specifically. Yeah. So hyaluronic acid, actually a lot of people today are getting injections of hyaluronic and into their joints because it helps with tissue regeneration. So hyaluronic acid is a power is powerful for healing. So if you've got, you know, a, a, a a painful, like sports, right? Most of us, at least myself, I've got painful sports injuries from even high school. Like I tore a ligament in my ankle and had to have surgery. And so I have that. My wife tore the ACL in her knee. Anyways, 
All that being said, like we drink bone broth or take bone broth protein every day because we want to support these joints. But hyaluronic acid is one of those key ingredients that can help with tissue regeneration for your joint. The other ones, glucosamine and chondroitin, make up actually part of the tissue. So when I say like what your joints are made up of is around 90% collagen, but the other 10% of what they're made up of, which is also critical, part of that is glucosamine, chondroitin, and hyaluronic acid. The same, by the way, goes for your gut lining. Your gut lining is made up of collagen and glucosamine, chondroitin, and hyaluronic acid. They're very similar tissues. So, so, so hyaluronic acid is really more regenerative. Chondroitin is part of what a building block that your body needs and glucosamine that actually makes up your ligaments and your gut lining and those specific body parts. Got it. So is it fair to say your recommendation would be for us to get different types of collagen? You talked about the different types. Can you touch on what the, the different types of collagen are and why that's important? Yeah, I would think about it like this. You know, if you're looking at the average, by the way, this you're, you're going to, you've probably heard this stat, Dr. Well, but the average American eats on average 14 different foods and they're the same 14 foods over and over and over again over the course of a year. On average, in the course of a week, somebody will eat 14 different total foods. But I think that's, it might be even averaged out over a whole year. Mm -hmm. So there is not much variety in people's diets. Okay. It's kind of like, I'm eating beef or chicken for meat, for grains. Maybe I get, I don't know, wheat and corn. I guess corn's Mm -hmm. a grain. Oh yeah, that's a grain. Wheat and corn. And then I eat a bean and it's soybeans. And then for vegetables, maybe I eat some romaine lettuce and whatever. And then fruit, <laughs> I do apples and I do banana. It, it's like, that's the average diet for most people. It is crazy. I would challenge people to do that. Count up how that's many good. different foods you eat on a weekly basis. And it's not a whole lot of variety. We know in Chinese medicine, you and I teach us, it's like seasonal eating is great. You know, in the fall, let's eat a lot of orange foods like pumpkin and butternut squash and cinnamon and those things. Hey, in the winter, get some more berries and and dark colored foods. In the spring, when things are in, eat more fermented foods in the winter. In In the spring, man, start getting your salads and veggie juices. And like, you know, that's what Chinese medicine teaches. That's the way we should be eating is more seasonally. Going back to this though, in terms of the collagen sources, it's a very similar thing. It's good to get collagen from different sources. It's good to get some chicken bone broth. It's good to get some beef bone broth. It's good to, you know, we have a, there's a supplement that I take called multi-collagen protein. It's by Ancient Nutrition. And multi-collagen protein has uh, four different sources. So it's got eggshell membrane, grass-fed beef, wild-caught fish, you know, pasture chicken, those are the sources. And so it actually has 10 different types of collagen. Most collagen supplements have two types of collagen, one in three. So this has a lot of others because your body is made up of around 20 different types of collagen. So I would think about like kind of like a multivitamin or we should have a mm-hmm. lot of different strains and types of probiotics, a lot of different types of antioxidants. The same goes, I think even with collagen is type one and three are what make up your skin hair, nails, bones, and part of your gut. Type 2 collagen is what makes up your joints and all of your connective tissues. Type 5 and 10 collagen make up your our blood vessels, so our arterial walls and veins and part of what supports our heart. 
you know, and that elasticity. Think about your your some of your organs are not are they need to be elastic, right? They need to be kind of think about your heart beating and having to come in and out. It has mm-hmm. to have that flexibility. So do your joints. And so collagen and different types of collagen allow our bodies to do that. So, anyways, that's a, just a quick note on you know, there are different types of collagen that make up our bodies as well. Great stuff. All right. So this is another question that I know you probably get all the time because I know I do as well is I'm the person out there that's a vegan or they're plant-based or they, yeah. they, uh, they say, ask, is there a vegan collagen? What are we supposed to do? Yeah. By what, the what way, again, probably the number two question I get on a regular I, I, basis. I know you well, Dr. Axe. I, if we're talking to the same people. <laughs> yeah, we are. We for sure are. So, so anyways, so here, here, here's what I'd say a couple things. One, your body needs collagen. And even if you're like, I, I have a, a yoga instructor and she's mostly vegan. She's a friend of ours. And she came up to me and she said, Hey, Josh, I just want to let you know that I've been vegan my whole life, but I was having these joint issues. I was getting some dark circles under my eyes. I just did not feel great. And I decided, Hey, I know you're, you know, ancient nutrition, this company, the products are sustainably sourced. They're really great. You're really kind to animals. So I started using it. And she said, I I literally feel like a different person after using it for two weeks. And so I think, hey, if you're okay with, you know, animals that are treated, because I think, I don't think a lot of people know this, myself and Jordan Rubin, we co-own over 4,000 acres of certified organic land. I mean, we raise, and I I showed you pictures and videos last Mm -hmm. time we're together. Like we have, we're, we're raising a herd of water buffalo now. Our first birth water buffalo, his name was Obi-Wan Kenobi, which I don't know if you're a Star Wars fan, but anyways, (laughs) his name was just Obi-Wan actually, wasn't it? Uh, Obi-Wan. So but all that being said, you know, we have, they're drinking from springs and like, they're, you know, all that being said, so we are very conscious of that. So if you're still willing to do collagen, I think everybody's best off still doing bone broth or collagen as a regular supplement if they're willing to. Now, a second best option, something that is going to be coming out in the future. I know Ancient Nutrition, Jordan Rubin's working on this right now, and he's coming out with a vegetarian collagen. It's made with a plant collagen plus eggshells, eggshell membrane. So that little film and eggshells. So it's just from, from some eggshells. And so that will be the first ever vegetarian collagen coming out in late March that people can be looking out for, which is going to be really cool. Now, if somebody yeah. is a hundred percent vegan and doesn't even do, let's say even honey or dare, like, like very, very strict and doesn't want to do anything that has anything to do with animals in that case, And listen, this is still good for everybody. So this isn't just for vegans. This is just, here's the thing to note: your body produces some collagen on its own, but it would be like this. It's like, if you're trying to put on some muscle, but you don't eat any sort of muscle building proteins, Mm -hmm. man, your body can use some carbs and some fat, just a little bit. And like, it can do a little bit, but it can't do much. It's the same if you're not getting any collagen, but if you want to support your body and being the best it can, some of the things that are the best are going to be herbs that were used in Chinese medicine to build chi, and then herbs that help your body uh, create stem cells. Okay. Because here's what stem cells are. Stem cells are cells that can turn into anything. They can turn into muscle tissue. They can turn into collagenous tissue. They can turn into cellular membranes. They can turn into all these things. So there are certain herbs that boost stem cells. One is turmeric. Turmeric contains a compound called turmeric that boosts your stem cell production, especially brain and neural stem cells. And then a lot of adaptogens are going to be in these categories as well. Think ashwagandha, 
reishi mushroom. These are some herbals that are going to help help in doing that. They tend to be known as jing tonics or chi boosters in Chinese medicine. The other thing is this, and I don't think this is talked about enough. One of the greatest ways to support your body in collagen is keeping your body from losing the collagen it already has. Mm. So there are herbs and they tend to be certain herbs and, and foods high in antioxidants that keep you from losing collagen. Turmeric is up there again because it's going to keep the inflammatory process from going. Galangal is another one. Rosemary is another one. So those are going to keep your body from losing some collagen. Certain berries that I mentioned, this is why they're so good for skin, is they keep your body from losing that collagen. Goji berry is very, very, that was one of the, that was probably the number one berry used in Chinese medicine were goji. They called it wolfberry or lyceum, but that berry was used for that very purpose in beauty and collagen in TCM. Up there as well, noni berry, camu camu, a lot of those vitamin C rich superfruits are going to be really, really high on that list as well. And then vitamin C works with proline, which is an amino acid in producing collagen. So some mm -hmm. of those vitamin C rich fruits are going to be good as well. Papaya, strawberries, broccoli, goji, I mentioned, camu, camu, acerola, cherry, kiwi. Those are going to be some other good ones as well for those. So again, if somebody wants to support collagen production, I would say mushrooms, mm -hmm. berries, and the adaptogenic herbs and the anti-inflammatory herbs are going to have the greatest benefits in collagen mm -hmm. preservation and to a degree working with your body and creating more collagen. Mm, yeah, that's good. As you were naming those foods, I was thinking the mineral rich nutrient density and the vitamin C, like you said, it's really helpful for that synthesis of collagen. And, and by the way, there is one more. There's a category of herbals high in silica, okay, mm, which your body can point. use. And like the, the chief one is, is called horsetail. So anyways, yeah. I like that. So for these things, like we threw out a lot of names, are these things that people should be just going to the store and getting uh, goji berries? Those are supplements that can make it easier. Yeah. How do you recommend having them? So I would say, that, so there's a few options with this. One, you know, I would say if you've got, here's the truth. If you've got a really, really great diet and you're getting the foods I talked about earlier, you're doing lots of berries, you're doing wild caught salmon, you're doing bone broth, you're doing loads of vegetables and getting a variety. There's really not much you need for supplements typically, unless you, let's say you live up North and you never get in the sun hardly in the winter, then you want to get a vitamin D and, you know, mushrooms and sardines and things like that give you a little bit as well. So anyways, but I would say for most people, I think it depends on your health goals. One of the things I love, Dr. Will, this is why, by the way, you were one of my top five podcasts from last year for my own podcast interviews. Thanks, buddy. I think you, Dr. Oz and Dr. Christopher Motley were like our top three. So anyways, you guys are awesome. all very, very the reason crew. I bring that up though, is I love talking with people who practice personalized medicine. And so that's one of the, that's the way I guess I want to answer this question is, is this mm -hmm. is what you practice. Like someone comes to you with hypothyroidism, like you don't treat the same person with the exact same protocol every time you ask a few more questions, you learn, Hey, 
do you have a digestive issue that's connected with that? Or is this more adrenal or, and you know, and you create a customized plan for people. I would say that, you know, write down, what are your top three health goals? If you know you want to support collagen, but you also have inflammation, then start leaning towards doing things to fight inflammation. You'll get the incredible book you wrote on the inflammation spectrum, you know, and start adding in some of those herbals, some of those like, you know, the turmeric you talk about in there, the rosemary, the color of all the different foods, you know, those anti... So I would say, I, I've talked... It might sound overwhelming when I'm saying horsetail and galangal <laughs> and all and goji and all these other things, but know this, it doesn't have to be complex. Do this, write down, what are your top, even you know, maybe your top two, what's your one and two health goal? You know, tr tr and, and try and write down generally, what are some of the foods you know in those categories that are going to help benefit you? Maybe there's between one and five supplements you think that are going to be the best for what you have going on. For instance, if you have digestive issues, you know, you, you don't have, don't, I don't know that milk thistle is the best for you. What's probably the best is going to be collagen, probiotics, maybe some ginger, you know, writing down what those things are in that way. So I would say my answer would be goji berries are great. Like in terms of fruits that I love, they're up there on those. I tend to buy them just as a lot of times I do a powder and add it to a smoothie or I actually have do take something by ancient nutrition called organic super greens. And it's a greens powder that has goji in it and spirulina and all these other things. So I do think taking like an organic superfood or super greens powder mm -hmm. is a, is a good way to get maybe a lot of these things into your diet. If somebody's looking to do that. I, I yeah, absolutely. Discover you in 2022. It's a new year and that means New Year's resolutions for many people and the latest diet fads and trends are flocking your inbox and Instagram news feeds. But I will be the first to tell you that the key to getting healthy and losing weight is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Your gut microbiome is an ecosystem of good and bad bacteria living in your belly. It impacts your digestive system and influences your physical and emotional well-being. Your gut's your second brain. You need to not only listen to your body and trust your gut to really know what you need to improve your overall health, but you should also take the guesswork out of your gut health. The best way to do that is to take a gut health test. A lab that I love is Keen Health's Keen Gut Plus. It's the perfect tool to give you the literal inside scoop on what's going on in your gut health, in your poop. Let's get real, my friends. By giving a simple stool sample, their results give you a snapshot of your current gut health status, along with personalized, actionable takeaways based on your results. So trust your gut and listen to what it has to say because you never know how much it is impacting your daily lifestyle. And I'll tell you what, when I'm consulting patients, I love when they bring me these type of labs when I'm consulting them online because you've already got the ball rolling for themselves and you can learn about your health and take action in your own life. And I love, I love looking at these labs as well to give people answers. So right now, Keen Health is offering 20% off with code WILLCOLE. Visit KeenHealth.com. That's K-E-A-N-H-E-A-L-T-H, KeenHealth.com. The Art of Being Well listeners get 20% off with code WILLCOLE at checkout. So all you have to do, again, is visit KeenHealth.com. That's K-E-A-N-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com. Let's talk about breakfast, lunch, and dinner. 
what is a day in the life of a superfoods eater look like? You kind of touched on a little bit, maybe f- finish out the day. So let me give you some examples for breakfast here. And this is, I'm just sharing what I do and what I've recommended patients do. So for me, number one thing I do every morning of most mornings is I will do a superfood smoothie. And it's basically this three main ingredients. And then I fancy it up here and there. I, I do mostly coconut milk. And listen, other milk, nut milks or milks can be good. Some people do oats, some people do almond. I like coconut milk because it has medium chain fatty acids and it doesn't have any added sugar. It's just those good fats and that's it. So I tend to do more coconut milk as my in, in my smoothie. I'll also add in some berries and maybe it's blueberries and raspberries or something like that. And then the third thing I add in is I do a scoop of bone broth protein and a scoop of uh, collagen peptides. Okay. From ancient nutrition. So that's what I do in my smoothie. And so it's really three main ingredients. It's collagen, something with collagen, it's berries and it's, it's coconut milk. That's what I do most often. I know I'm getting healthy fats. I'm getting fiber and antioxidants and nutrients from the berries. And I'm getting my collagen from my bone broth protein or my, my multi-collagen protein. The other thing mm-hmm. though, sometimes I'll do is I'll make like a congee. So I did this a lot in the winter is I take rice or oats and I will add in just water, but then I'll add in some berries. Like I bought mulberries and goji berries and blueberries. And then I threw those in there. And then I added in a little bit of coconut butter to make it a little bit creamy. And then I add in collagen and then I do that and kind of eat it as like a cream of rice or oatmeal. And I'll eat that during the week. Sometimes I'll do an omelet, you know, I'll do eggs. We'll saute up a bunch of veggies and mushrooms and things like that. So sometimes that's for breakfast. Those tend to be sort of the things that I do the most in my house, but I'm getting a lot of superfoods. Again, think about that. I'm doing eggs and then I'm doing loads of veggies and mushrooms. Uh, and then the oatmeal where you're getting berries, you're getting collagen, all the stuff there too. So for lunch, maybe I'll do a little bit more carbohydrates because I will have maybe worked out and I'll do, you know, if I'm doing carbs, I'll do rice or sweet potatoes tend to be what I do. If you want to do some rice pasta or something like that, but I don't do a lot of grains, but if I do, it tends to be more rice than anything because there's no gluten. Mm-hmm. It's the least allergenic. It's the easiest to digest. Mm-hmm. And so it could look like that. But again, I, I would do typically a piece of wild organic meat, whether it's a, a salmon filet or a grass fed burger or chicken or bison or something like that. And then I will tend to do veggies. And then my, 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 the only difference between lunch and dinner is dinner. I do very little carbohydrates. I do more fat at dinner and just protein in lunch. I'll do a little bit more probably lower fat, more carb, or more protein, more carbs. Because before I go to bed at night, I try and do very little carbohydrates. That's one of the things I try and do. So dinner might look like a grass-fed burger, but rather than a sweet potato, I will do an avocado and then I'll do a lot of veggies. And what I'll do is I either steam veggies or I bake them or saute them. And then I steam veggies the most just because it's quick and easy. So I'll do broccoli, cauliflower, and spinach in a in, in a steamer. And then I tend to top them with something like tahini. So I'll do tahini and sea salt, or I'll do hummus, or I'll do like a cashew cheese from a company like Siete. Something like that is sort of what I'll do. And then for dessert, we'll do dark chocolate. One thing we've done a few times, we've taken blueberries, raspberries, and strawberries, covered them in dark chocolate, something like that. But I would say on average, that's sort of what you know a, a superfood diet could look like. I'll be over for dinner tonight, Josh. All right, let's do it. <laughs> do it. All right. So as you know, the podcast is called The Art of Being Well. So we did not do this last time. This is the first time we're doing this with you. Is This is Dr. Josh Axe's Art of Being Well. I'm going to throw out different questions and whatever comes to mind, I want to just 
pick your brand. So first question, you're stuck on an island and you're looking at survival and nutrient density. You have one food and one food only to eat. What's that food? So here's my thought. Number one is I'm going with coconuts because if you have a coconut, you've got all the fat and you've got coconut water for hydration. Really your best chance of survival if you're on an island is having a coconut. And then if I wanna get some protein, hey, I'm gonna go out and spear some fish. Man, I'm good to go, <laughs> coconuts and fish. That's my thought too. And it's the smart answer. And I'll say this, isn't it amazing how God put these coconuts on so many deserted islands? It's all right there That's for right. us. That's right, <laughs> That's awesome. Right. All right, completely opposite side of the spectrum, purely on taste and deliciousness alone, health benefits removed, one food, what's that food for you? Oh man, one food. I mean, in our house, we love dark chocolate. I mean, we do, a you know, dark chocolate is very, right. very high up there on the list. What's your uh, favorite? Well, what's, how do you like your dark chocolate? Um, brand, any specific brand that you like? Or? Yeah, you know, I love endangered species still. So, and I actually know the owner. He's an awesome guy named Kurt. He lives in Indianapolis and he's on a mission to really help save wildlife. It's really awesome. So it's endangered species chocolate. They have one with oat milk, which, which I think is pretty great right now, but I love that one. And I, I love mine with salt, like just, you know, dark chocolate and sea salt to me is, uh, is the best. Love it. All right. Next question. What's the, what are three supplements that have been the biggest game changers for you? We, we could have talked about them already. Maybe yeah, not. Yeah. I just would, if you had to pick three, you know, number one for me is bone broth protein. So that's a protein powder. It's got collagen and glucosamine and chondroitin and hyaluronic acids by ancient nutrition. So that's the one that I think that I've noticed the biggest difference in my gut and my joints. I, I think bone broth, here's the thing I didn't mention earlier about bone broth. It is the supplement or the superfood that keeps you, I feel like, younger. Looking mm -hmm. younger, feeling younger. Because what it supports is your skin, hair, and nails. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking about the way you look on the... Like, it makes you looking younger and then feeling younger, your joints and your gut and your bones. Like, mm -hmm. these are the things that affect us over time. So the number one supplement... This is... I'm just going to share right now what I've personally taken the most. Number one is a bone broth protein. And then collagen is kind of in that same category. So I'm not going to mention that one. Number two, a soil-based probiotic. So SBO probiotics. These are probiotics that aren't found in most food. They're actually found in miso. But these are probiotics that are found in the soil. So we used to eat food out of the ground, right? You know, we'd go to our local farmer's market or to our own garden. We'd grab beets and carrots. And if you do this, you'll notice there's little brown, brown, there's brown specks on beets and carrots. Even if you wash them, that's still on there. Those are these probiotics that tend to be bacillus species. There's a lot of other names, but they are heat resistant and acid resistant. So they'll make it from your mouth all the way down through your colon and, 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 and make a big difference on your digestive health. So this is one I used with my mom that radically helped her immune and digestive system. It's one that I take. So I would say not, not just probiotics, but soil-based probiotics, number two. Man, number three, this is going to be a hard one. There's so many things I love uh, to use as supplements. What have I used the most after this? I tend to mix it up. Oh, I would say, you know what? I'm going to actually, over the last two years, the one I've used the most is astragalus. And astragalus is known in Chinese medicine to be the herb that helps heal leaky gut. It's known to help the immune system and the digestive system. 
And so this is great to take for long-term immunity. So if people are wanting to take something on a regular basis to protect themselves and fight different things that they're exposed to, and my probably number one digestive and immune supplement, which your digestive and immune system, you know, are tied together, uh, astragalus is number one. And in fact, astragalus was one of the top five herbs prescribed in Chinese medicine, along with ginseng and dong quai and reishi is another one they, they, they prescribe a lot too. But yeah, astragalus is probably up there on the list. And listen, I love turmeric as well. I've used ashwagandha. Astragalus for me is probably number three. Perfect. Next question. What's a, a spiritual practice or a mindfulness practice that for you personally has helped you the most? Yeah. So I do my spiritual triathlon every single morning. And let's say it's a minimum five minutes. I tend to do like an hour of this every morning, but I spend at least five minutes getting grateful, five minutes reading something like my Bible or a personal growth book or a leadership book or a spiritual book, something like that. And then I spend five minutes in you know, prayer or meditation. And so what that looks like is first five minutes, Lord, I am so thankful for my amazing wife, Chelsea. I'm so grateful for her selflessness and how she serves me and the family daily, how fun she is, how bright she is. So going through that, I'm so you know grateful for my baby girl, Arwen. I'm so grateful for a job and mission I love. So I mean, that five minutes, that sort of, it kind of, you know, it's good to connect with God and let him know what I'm grateful for. But again, I start with that. I, I, I'll spend time just reading something that's just sort of strengthening and deep. And then I'll meditate on that and I'll pray and just, you know, connect with God about the day and about life and all those things. So that practice for me, that spiritual triathlon, when I do that, I feel like it just sets me with the right mind for the rest of the day. And um, if I don't do it, I notice that, you know, you know sometimes you're, you're, you've got a shorter fuse or maybe you get discouraged more easily. But when I start with that, it's like my faith, my hope, my joy, all of those things are higher. So that, that for me is just the most essential health practice that I have. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's the, the seed of your day, right? It's the rest of your days sprouting from that. All right, next question, exercise, fitness. What's your favorite way to, to exercise? You know, at this point in life, I, I tend what I do the most is weight training. I, I really like lifting weights. I feel like you know, I used to do. I used to be a triathlete, so I did a lot of long distance cardio. And at this point, just being in my forties now, which is kind of crazy, but I am like I start to feel it in my joints. And so for me, just going in and just doing some really uh, and I, but I would call what I do more functional movements. So I'm doing a lot of single stuff, like rather than squats, I do a lot of lunges. So I'll do lunges. I will do bear crawls, like these sort of things. So I do a lot of functional movement, body weight and weight exercises. And if I am going to do cardio, I'll do a HIIT training. Like we have a Peloton. So I'll jump on and tend to do shorter cardio. Like I, I tend to do 20 minute Peloton sessions where I'm doing a HIIT or a hill climb for a quick 20 minutes or I swim. Mm -hmm. So I tend to do you know swimming when I can or Peloton. I love the Peloton too. And I love that. I did a climb ride last night. I feel like they're, that's a great sweat in a very short period of time. Oh yeah. Yeah. Strong. Do you have a favorite Peloton instructor? I'm curious, Josh. I do. So I have a few that I follow. Olivia, is it a motto? 
She's yeah. great. I yeah. love uh, Allie Love. She's Allie another Love's one. I think great. Allie Love is awesome. Those are the two I probably do the most. There's Robin as well. Those are the three that I probably follow the most. Uh, and honestly, I like follow a- them because Chelsea did was doing Peloton way before I was. I, I have a road bike and I would just go out. But I said, hey, who are your three favorite Peloton instructors? You said these three. So <laughs> that's how, And I just ended up liking all of them. So yeah. that's who I am. They're still- great positive. It's like an inspirational <laughs> 15 oh, yeah. minutes, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. All right. What's, I'm curious about this. What's the, and maybe, maybe it's nothing that weird, but what's the weirdest, maybe by the world standards, what's the weirdest wellness thing that you've done that you're willing to admit on a podcast? I mean, let me just say, so I, you know, (laughs) I've been following this stuff, doing it for 20 years. So for me now, I mean, I've done a lot of stuff, infrared, you know, infrared light therapy, hyperbaric chambers, rebounders, you know, I've done a, what do you even call this? A, you know, you know, Gershon therapy, but I've done a lot of stuff over the, I've done so many things. Um, man, weirdest. What is the weirdest thing that I've done for my health? Man, you I don't even know how to, that. Maybe it's not that weird, Josh. Maybe you're just that mainstream and cool. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I, I do. I do. I do a lot of this. Let me say this. I have an infrared light uh, therapy that I do that I love. I've done a Beamer. It's like this electronic mat. When I do my Peloton, I have this oxygen therapy I do. There's a great guy. People should check. His name's Jason Da Vinci. He turned me on this. He calls it the superhuman protocol. But I do this thing where I do infrared light therapy plus this oxygen thing while I'm doing the Peloton three days a week. Anyways, I do this sometimes. But I think maybe that thing of doing all those together, the oxygen plus the infrared plus the magnetic therapy together is probably by... Probably yeah. not a lot of people do that. And I do. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's pretty next cool. level for sure. Yeah. All right. Last question, my friend, what's a book you mentioned your spiritual triathlon in the morning and you mentioned these deep books. So maybe it's one of those I'd be curious to know, but what's a book that you've read in the last year that's been the biggest like perspective change or sort of enriching experience for you? I, I just read a great recent book. It's by uh, John Mark Comer. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. This Love book is really good because it's all about our world that we're just hurrying. Everybody's hurrying to everything everywhere. He goes through too. We said like 50 years ago, he said, with technology, we'll all be in the position where, hey, we can, we can just do less, less hurry. Like we'll have robots doing things for us. <laughs> but instead, we are doing more than we ever have. It's literally technology. Here's a crazy thing. Technology has made us busier, not less busy. So True. anyways, I think that book is really good. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. That is a really, really fantastic book. A couple others too. There's a book I love called The Circle Maker by Mark Batterson. It's all about building your faith, which I think is great as well. Man, I've, I've read so many good books this year. But yeah, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry is really good. Yeah. I mean, have you seen that Pixar film? It's called Wally. It's it's not like 15, 16 years old. And I think how prophetic that film was 16 years ago and how it is. It's like we, people are stuck attached to the technology and they don't know how to function away from it. And everyone's living this crazy life. I mean, yeah, the, the, the health, the health consequences of social media, we saw the Instagram study, Hey, you know, one in three women that were, I believe in high school or junior high age, it's damaging their self-esteem. And that's only that many that are saying that it's probably to agree almost all of them, or at least 
the majority. So we know that yeah. there's a lot of damaging side effects of the overuse of social media and we need to have limits on it. But anyways, not down on a negative, but we know that for sure. <laughs> the, the, so again, yeah. this book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And the other thing I would say too, I read a book and I can't remember what it was, but it was, you know, essentialism is good too. Fo- focusing on your priorities, like Hey, what are your biggest priorities in life? And mo- making sure you're spending time on those things, I think is obviously critical practice there too. But. Great. I, I agree. Totally. All right, my friend, I could talk to you forever, but where do people go? What, what, how can people connect? And we'll put the links on all the things we talked about today for everybody. We'll put the links in the show notes. So get them there. But where can people connect with you online? Yeah, you can find uh, my website's draxx.com. And by the way, if you have a health condition and you're wanting to find a natural way to heal from it, you can just on Google or DuckDuckGo, whatever search engine you use, just type in Dr. Axe hypothyroidism or Dr. Axe Lyme disease or whatever it is. And I've got a lot of things I've written on there. Also at Dr. Josh Axe on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. I've got a book out called Ancient Remedies. If you really want to learn about how to heal with essential oils and herbs and superfoods and all these things, you can check out. Just go to Amazon and search Dr. Axe Ancient Remedies. And then my health company is Ancient Nutrition. So if you want to find you know, all the things we talked about, collagen, probiotics, you could search Ancient Nutrition on, you know, or look for Ancient Nutrition when you go into Whole Foods or Sprouts, your local health food store online. I know it's a lot of places, but that's, you know, that's, that's where you can find me and, and, and my stuff. So that's awesome. And people can dig deeper into this conversation because your first episode, we talked about ancient remedies so they can have a well-rounded, deep learning about these topics. My friend, I love you. I appreciate you. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. I love you too, Dr. Will. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, man, look forward to catching up again soon. At the end of every episode, I'll be answering a question from one of you guys. Nothing is off limits. Ask me anything. And you can send your questions over to me on Instagram or Facebook. As a functional medicine practitioner, it's been fun seeing the questions that have already come in on different food philosophies, wellness trends, and ways to approach overall mental, emotional, and physical health and well-being. Thanks for those. And I'm looking forward to seeing what else is on your mind. Now it's time for another Ask Me Anything. Today's question is from Mira. Mira asks, hi, Dr. Cole. I've heard you talk about low T3 syndrome what is it exactly? And what do you do about it? Love this question. Low T3 syndrome is one of the often missed, overlooked underlying thyroid issues that I see clinically. As I'm always saying on the podcast, most of my patients have seen lots of doctors. They're extremely erudite people, very well read when it comes to all things health and wellness and functional medicine and labs. And they know more than most doctors do. Uh, So they've had lots of labs ran most of the time, not every time, but most of the time they have. And this is one that's very obvious, but oftentimes isn't found by other well meaning brilliant doctors even. So let's look briefly on thyroid hormone physiology. Your body predominantly makes T4 and and it's largely inactive form. It's a tyrosine protein with four iodine molecules. We measure that on a lab with the biomarker T4 or total T4 and then free T4, which is the thyroid hormone that's removed away from the thyroid binding globulin, sort of that transporting uh, protein. And then the body converts T4 and T3. 80% around that, 80% of the thyroid hormone is converted in the liver 
and about 20% of the thyroid hormone is converted in the gut. So low T3 syndrome, when we say that term, and I'm talking about that term, that's an underconversion of T4 to T3 or a decrease in the active form of the thyroid hormone. When the body, most of it's converted in the liver, your body makes an enzyme called 5' deiodinase, which basically takes off one of those iodine molecules, making T4 into T3. The more active, bioavailable, usable, this is doing amazing things for your body form of the thyroid hormone. So low T3 syndrome is when your body has a deficiency of the active usable thyroid hormone, which every cell of your body has a thyroid receptor site. So that's why low thyroid problems, this low T3 syndrome being just one of many potential low thyroid problems, can cause far-reaching implications in how you feel. It can cause brittle hair or hair loss, cause eyesight issues, skin issues, digestive problems, weight loss resistance, fatigue, brain fog, low sex drive, weak nails, brittle nails. I could go on and on because it is so paramount to you feeling and looking your best. So one of the things that I look at when I'm understanding the complexity of thyroid hormone physiology and metabolism is looking at total T3 and free T3. This is looking at the total amount of the T3 active thyroid hormone and the what's actually getting on the cell and onto the thyroid receptor site and being utilized is the free T3. So we have to look at total T3. We want it above 100 in functional medicine. That's the optimal functional range for total T3. Sometimes in the lab, it's just denoted as T3. And then we have free T3 or FT3. We want that above three. Now look, if people are on exogenous thyroid hormones that have a mix of T3, like th compounded thyroid hormones or armor thyroid or nature thyroid, they're going to get, we want to make sure that that's not too high. You don't want too high T3, which can drive thyroid resistance. It's basically stressing out the receptor sites long-term and can cause a whole host of problems. You do not want an excess of T3. But you don't want a deficiency of T3 either. As with all hormones, it's about that Goldilocks principle. Not too high, not too low, but just right when we need it. So then we have to ask the question, what's causing that low T3 syndrome? It could be liver dysfunction. It could be a gut dysfunction that's converting about 20% of it. So we have to look at liver health, gut health, supporting both. And other chronic infections. I find that people that have other chronic infections like Lyme disease, co-infections to Lyme, other biotoxin issues, bacterial uh, endotoxins or lipopolysaccharide issues because of leaky gut syndrome, people that have mycotoxin issues or mold toxins or trauma or stress in their life, when their body's in an over-accentuation and upregulation of that sympathetic nervous system that we need, but we don't want to on all the time and people are in this fight or flight stressed inflamed state for too long, that can inhibit the conversion of T4 to T3. So we actually have to deal with the upstream reason of why the T3 hormone is low in the first place. So health history matters, other labs matter to put this into context. Viral infections can do it as well, reacted viral infections. And sometimes there is nutrient deficiency that we need to look at as well because 
remember that enzyme five prime deiodinase, well, your body uses selenium to make the enzyme. So we have to look at selenium deficiencies, magnesium deficiencies. We have to look at iodine deficiencies, all of these nutrient deficiencies, iron deficiencies as well. We have to look at basically a full gamut of hormone physiology to really understand this. So big question, big answer, but this impacts so many people and they don't know it. So you have to know what you're dealing with to do something about it. And this is an issue for many people. Now, this isn't the problem for every low thyroid case. There's many potential other issues that go along with low thyroid issues like Hashimoto's disease or autoimmune thyroid problems. You can have an overconversion. You can have thyroid resistance. You can have brain-based thyroid problems, basically what's known as hypothyroidism, secondary to pituitary hypofunction when it's really an HBT axis issue. There are a lot of potential issues when it comes to thyroid dysfunction. So I'm not to say this is the only issue or it's everyone's issue, but since you asked the question, Mira, there you go. Thanks again for listening to The Art of Being Well. If you have a chance, please rate and review the podcast here. And if you like what you're hearing, hit follow and pass it along to a friend. To see more, head to drwillcole.com slash podcast. I'll be back again next Thursday, and I hope you will too. Talk soon.